Thank you, Father, for the healing virtue that is being released more than ever. It's increasing. Say increasing. I feel like the glory is just, God is releasing that. Uh, getting, uh, I think Sabara and Courtney are watching. I feel like there's a blessing for them. and uh, The diamonds, God's extending his glory for healing for Frank, a wonderful shadow of the glory. May the glory overshadow you. We have talked about the glory returning with Jesus. May he come in a special way and bless your home. From that I've talked for you, your house, everything. And uh, not too many own donkeys. But if you have a donkey, or a horse, or a puppy, that God cares, the glory comes over the whole household. And uh, so he, we, we read the scripture, we'll just hover over that in uh, the triumphal entry of the Lord. That uh, the, he picks two disciples. It's uh, not clear who these guys are, but some people think that they are the two disciples. A few chapters before, asked Jesus, "Lord, can we have a special place by your sides uh, <laughs> when you come into your kingdom?" And I think he picks these two to go and get a donkey, a young donkey, a colt. It's never been broken. And he tells them. Now, and there was, there's a previous owner of the donkey. But he's, they are being sent by the Lord himself, the king of glory. And it's, of course, it's his privilege to be able to release it to the Lord. But these guys want a big position. And they're given kind of like a mundane job almost. Can we do something grand? Go to that city, that township right there. And you will see a colt that's tied up. A donkey that's never been ridden and untie it. And uh, they would think, Lord, I was hoping to do something grand. Say, is that <laughs> my job is to go and get a donkey? And it sounds somewhat mundane. But God gives them a word. If anyone speaks anything that would oppose that, tell them the Lord needs it. And immediately they are silenced. And I felt the Lord was saying to us in this generation, 
And we have, by the way, I'm really grateful to each and everyone and those watching us on the web for your generosity as we took the offerings for the people uh, of Ukraine. And these funds have been already, uh, there is a portion which still needs to be sent, but uh, we have already been sending, actively helping people, the refugees, and I'm grateful for so many wonderful people here, your generosity, and the people around the United States have been very, very gracious and generous, and I'm grateful. Uh, that's part of the word I felt like today the Lord would say to each of us what the word he gave to through the disciples. The Lord needs you. And uh, sometimes, you know, just simple things that we do. Uh, when we often yearly used to go to Bonnie after the first year, whenever she could, she had little babies, but she would go with me. And sometimes we would have to hire single engine, you know, small airplanes to go into way into the interior. And uh, some of these planes would crush. We, we had to go by faith. Uh, and especially when you have little ones that are really little, you have some measure of trepidation. But the Lord preserved us. But I know that we were able to change the lives of multiple thousands. And some of them, by the way, immigrated to Europe when the doors were open for immigration. A lot of these, where we went in Africa from uh, the Congo, uh, there were French colonies. Uh, Republic Congo was a Belgian colony. Ivory Coast was a French colony, or some that, like the Congo, was Belgian. And some of these mother countries opened the door for immigration, for some of the people that came. But I remember when we did our, I was in, we were invited by the king and queen of France. Belgium to come and minister that's part of the protocol and uh, but a lot of people who were there attending were from Africa and a large portion of them had been saved in our crusades and they never forgot that they were, they were so grateful for that but I'm glad that we were able to obey the Lord's Request, the Lord has need of you. Amen. Yeah. And, but then sometimes we do just ordinary things. Would you mind preparing the coffee as the, peop the church welcomes people? Or go and get some donuts. Or this picnic, we're going to make some casseroles. And you would say, well, that's pretty ordinary. But it all comes together to bless the Lord's word. And I would say to you, each of you, 
The Lord has need of you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need of you. And uh, I remember Diane Dunn's testimony last week about the children. And you said at the end, all God needs is your yes, and he will do the rest. Yeah. Amen. We say yes today and select our lamb. Choose the lamb afresh. Amen. Some of you may have seen that poster uh, that resulted in multiple hundreds of thousands volunteering to help the armed forces. That was in World War I, and it was Uncle Sam <laughs> having his finger out and saying, I want you. Say, I want you. I want you. That's, uh, it, the artist was James Montgomery Flagg. So he, he did that. And they used it in the Second World War also. Uh, but Uncle Sam wants you. Well, more than Uncle Sam, I want to tell you, the <laughs> Lord Amen. wants you. Amen. And it's wow. in whatever. Uh, it was numbers of people who went, we went, used to go regularly to Africa that, uh, who cooperated and helped and assisted uh, many of the stadiums that we had to rent. Uh, they helped raise the funds. We couldn't have done it without multiple hundreds of people helping us so that we could bring the gospel to hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so here it is that um, there's a, one of the interesting scriptures was Genesis 49, if, if I can. Uh, I was like, that's kind of reading some of the, um, in Genesis, I'm in Exodus. I want to go to, sorry. My computer is not responding. Can you look at Genesis 49? Huh? And, uh, 8 through 11? Yeah. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Genesis 49, verses 8 through 11. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of the grapes. His eyes are darker than wine. How about that? Jesus is called the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. Yeah. This way in the book of Genesis, mm. the prophetic word yeah. about Judah is connected with the lion and a donkey is mentioned. And here, the fulfillment, I just wanted to point out the amazing fulfillment yeah. of prophecy wow. in the scripture. And that G here is Jesus. 
and he fulfills completely the prophetic word that he's coming, riding on a donkey. And uh, Jesus, if he came, here he comes as Savior and uh, the one who takes up our sins. Mm -hmm. But if in Revelations, he comes riding on a horse. Right. Because he's coming as commander-in-chief. Well, and that's uh, the assurance and the demonstration of God's justice, but also his mercy. That he comes first in peace, to bring peace, to offer peace. I come in peace. <laughs> but, um, the Terminator indeed. Or then he said, came is. back and said, and then he said, I'm back. And then he says, I'm back. <laughs> um, but, but he does. He, he comes now to our hearts, to our lives, to the world, to nations, offering salvation and offering for man to make peace with God. And indeed, that is the only peace that can made, be made between men, ultimately, as we're seeing in every age. But when he comes again at the end, at that point, all of those who have made themselves his enemies on purpose, he's coming on a war horse with a sword. And that's just because he reveals himself first as the one offering peace. And there, you know, there are so many of, of the imageries in this procession of this day of Palm Sunday um, that are significant. The fact that the olive branch or the olive, you know, branches from the olive trees that they tore down and were waving. The olive branch, obviously, is a universal sign of offering peace to make a peace treaty. But it is also what the conquering heroes would wear as the victor, is the olive branch uh, on their brow. So that's another one of the uh, beautiful pieces of imagery and powerful pieces of imagery in this lamb selection day. Yeah. For me, I'm still, the whole thing of, prophetic fulfillment of the, the disciples going and saying there'll be a, a <laughs> donkey amazing. there tied up. He's never been ridden and say the Lord has need of him. You know, the, and, it, the, the aspect of the disciples being present, just like you're saying, where yeah, I mean, the emphasis is to us. The Lord has need of you. He has need of us. And that's another element in all of the synoptic Gospels, there's specific references to the disciples being present and their influence. And in Luke's Gospel, he brings to the surface more than the other ones do that the reason the crowd started saying Hosanna to Jesus is because it was Jesus' disciples that were shouting that and the crowd began to pick it up. So in a way, it, you know, it speaks of the witness. Um, in John's Gospel, the disciples' witness was to the resurrection. And it stirred up Jesus' enemies in the crowd. Um, so, again, the significance in every event is the presence and voice and work, or lack thereof, of the disciples. They fell asleep in the garden. I mean, too much to eat and drink at, you know, Passover dinner. And you can understand that they would have, even though he came three times to wake them up. Um, but that's one of the other beautiful things. And in, in a moment, if we have time, I, 
prepared a, a couple of pieces of art that uh, illustrate those things, um, some of the symbol, symbology, some of the symbolism of what was happening. It's quite something how throughout the ages how different artists were really, I felt, anointed of the Spirit to convey to the people of their era and later of people's needs uh, of how they were fulfilled by Jesus. But the thing here is that uh, realize that even if we do my duties, I, I can I know how to drum, or I was trained, yeah. or I, I can, yeah. my gift is cooking. I can really yeah. cook, whatever. But however, man, we can think it's mundane. The donkey, there is no Hosanna, and there is no triumphant <laughs> entry without the donkey. The donkey had to be there yeah. and answer the call of God, if I can put it that way. And because to fulfill that prophecy, here is your king riding on a donkey, a colt that's never been ridden. And Jesus has a need of it. So we, we, it, I've met a lot of the, my pastor friends many, from many years ago, from way in the early 70s. I remember there was a real revival uh, among a lot of the young people, a lot of them were druggies. And uh, they were, I mean, really oppressed by drugs. And they were delivered. And so beautifully mm. delivered. And they became pastors or ministers or missionaries. And they may, you may, what I'm saying is, you look at yourself and say, gosh, I've, I don't know, I, have my, I don't have my act together. I have problem here, I have a problem there. I really don't have that much Bible knowledge. I was never got to Bible school, etc., etc. Whatever the word I feel like is the Lord has need of you. Yeah. And uh, you think of the calling of the disciples and the you know the testimony of that in scripture where Jesus would literally would was just walking by so to speak and and called them and they left their nets they left their work the, or they left you know the tax collector left his tax collecting and came to follow Jesus but they answered that that call the lord has need of you yeah and you know the other thing is that those men who went on to become the great leaders and establish the growth of the church um they were actually only personally, physically with Jesus for three years. That's a very short time. That's true. And yet their faith continued to grow. And in fact, none of them except one ever turned back. And all of them were ultimately martyred um, for the faith. They stood in the face of fierce opposition and as shining stalwart influences for the church to be overcoming in every situation in every generation and each of them they were transformed they had in different ways they had their own weaknesses yeah. and and the thing was he was also so i was impressed by the fact you're going to see him tied up 
He was not free. The donkey. And donkey. And the disciples Until the disciples loosed him. And loosed. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I just want you to know. I mean, you may have different limitations. And, uh, and even oppressions. And yet Loosed. God says, I have need of you. I'm going to. Yeah. And the moment, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's an unbroken cult. But the moment Jesus puts his burden and is going to ride on it, he's transformed. So it's the Lord who does the transformation for each of us. He's going to deliver us. Let the Lord ride you, if I can put it yeah. that way. Yeah. And he will transform. That's good. That, that we allow the Lord. Amen. That don't limit yourself from what God can do in you, through you. Amen. Here, the whole amazing identity of Jesus as the king of glory. This is where he declares himself at the triumphant entry. And the colt, the donkey, is part of this whole amazing prophetic declaration that's coming down even to that today we are celebrating Palm Sunday Hosanna in the highest and the donkey was part of it and so I believe that the Lord right now is in the reclaiming process mm. if you see the figures a minimum of a hundred thousand were killed last week I mean last year uh, young people in the United States by fentanyl Mainly fentanyl addiction, but other cocaine and other drugs. But God is going to transform. And we want to reclaim Amen. each of these families. They're hurt, they're damaged, but we are reclaiming. And the Lord is sending his disciples, even today, to help untie people and even communities. We need to reclaim our nation. We need to reclaim God. Jesus wants to ride in and help transform our school systems. Yes. Because you will shudder in just utter unbelief when you find out, when you see the samples of what they have been teaching, especially in the public schools. Children, six, seven, eight years old, that are your babies, your, your kids, and they are exposing them to all kinds of uh, alternative sex things and teaching them without the parents' knowledge and absolutely no permission that, no, no, you can transform yourself. You can uh, even change your sex. I want you to know. I mean, part of my, uh, the, part of my major was biology, and we did a lot of... Uh, bacteria and growth and uh, microbiology. And you know, the male and female. There is XX chromosomes and XY chromosomes. You can't give any kind of injections and shots to change your chromosomes. You're either God, this word is male and female. He made them. Uh, and you, you know, I'm compassionate towards people who have been goofed up and they don't you want to pray for those yeah, whatever deliverance or blessing or counseling they need we will do that but 
if you look truly, if they are not allowed to say it honestly, but uh, or as psychiatrist is now retired at Johns Hopkins says, those who took the shots and all that, that a lot of them committed suicide if they tried. Talking about the, the puberty people, blockers. Yeah, puberty blockers, sorry. Yeah, and you can't give injections and change your chromosomes. I mean, that male and female, he made them. But anyway, we, we, we want to reclaim yeah. and want to say to our children, the schools, God has need of our schools. God has need of our communities, and we're going to take them for Jesus Christ. That, and I'm encouraging anyone who is able to run for the local, wherever there is elections, for the Board of Education, or for different city council, all of that, we are going to bless and pray for every Christ-believing person of faith that run for the local things, that it is going to be very important. So we, I just, that message of the Lord entering, Hosanna in the highest, and we throw our outer garments so the donkey can ride on that. And uh, usually donkeys are stubborn. <laughs> they don't like to be ridden. And this was a, just a regular donkey. But Jesus transforms the donkey <laughs> into a mighty t prophetic tool. So uh, when you look at yourself and say, I am inadequate, uh, Jesus is our adequacy. Uh, and each of you, Jesus, as we took communion, part of the, as we honor that he has the trans power of transformation, power of healing for you and even your simple prayers for your children, for your school system, for the children around you, and for your city, wherever. You are going to make a difference. And let the King of Glory ride in. Amen. Hosanna in the highest. Let the King of Glory come in. And... Uh, by the way, the outer garments were signs of honor that they would throw down. And so the donkey riding is a really a, a very complimentary thing. Um, and let, I want to say, let the Jesus ride you because he's headed in an awesome, glorious direction. I would rather ride with Jesus. Well, is there a song right on Jesus? There should be. We should, we should write one. <laughs> right on Jesus. Uh, or is it the country music thing was three chords and a story or, yeah. Something so, like that. I yeah, think I remember. So three chords and a story. You can write a country song about Jesus. That would be good. <laughs> May it you know, get a platinum. <laughs> sorry, sorry I even said that because my <laughs> mind just went chasing all kinds of rabbits. So back to the main thing here. <laughs> well, he's headed. Now we're going into this week. Yeah. And he's headed. He knows where he's going. Yeah. Uh, he's headed towards Good Friday. Yeah. And wow. then Sunday. Wow. And riding on the donkey. And the donkey is facilitating that the awesome 
destiny that's going to change and bless every family on earth. Whatever country you're in, Jesus is riding in and wants to bless you. Uh, so no donkey, no triumphal entry. Mm. And just each mm. of us, that there is, mm. God wants to use you. And even if you're tied up, I don't know whether I can be used. I'm tied up. God is in the process of untying us from our limitations and claiming us. Uh, and do not think these are little things. It was little things coming together to glorify Jesus. And uh, each one, you have a special part. Don't, and don't look at the rope that's tying you up because it's God. Good is going to untie. Amen, Lord And God's going to release. Amen. Uh, he has a plan for your life and my life. And he, let the Lord, Lord, ride me. You are free to ride me. And you are going to make a change and a transformation as you ride, ride me. Lord, if I need a transformation in my marriage, if I need a transformation in my finances, if I need a transformation in my job, wherever, there's going to be a transformation so that it'll bring glory to the name of the Lord. Mm. He has a plan mm. for Come your life and strong. my life. And so, thank you, Lord, Amen. for all you have done, all you are doing in my life. And everyone, none of it is too small. And some of you may be waiting. I'm kind of tied up here. And that's where I kind of said, Jesus is on his way. And he knows the exact time when he can lose you. And you will be loosed to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will untie you. So don't despair. He is coming. Let Hosanna in the highest. Let the King of glory come in. Amen. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, you, Lord, mighty to save the Lord, mighty in battle. And so th this Palm Sunday, we are honoring the Lord, the King of and He is coming. And I'm praying as I see the strange things and the strange directions that our nation is being led into in certain Jesus. things and you will shudder. I want to say the king is on his way. Amen. The king is on his way. Amen. And uh, I was really inspired to see several flights there was a video of coming in of some of the Jewish Ukrainian refugees being welcomed in Jerusalem. And I remember many years ago, uh, near the end of the 80s and early 90s, that we were helping finance the immigration of Jews who had not been allowed. They were held captive in Russia and the Eastern Communist nations. And they were under Gorbachev. And they were finally set free. And we had the privilege of being 
their Tel Aviv airport, the government arranged for some of the Christian leaders who had been instrumental in raising millions of dollars for the freeing of the Jewish uh, people behind the Iron Curtain, that as the Ukrainian uh, refugees, many of them are Jewish, as they were being welcomed, reminded me of our being there welcoming the, the Jews from Russia and many of the older ladies wearing babushkas and all that, and they could barely say thing, a few couple words, but it was so such a blessing to see that. And now it's happening. And uh, part of your offering, basically, I'm sure, that it's helping a lot of these people and, and our hearts go out. So we send prayers even today for people who are fleeing from violence. Those who have suffered, we send our prayers. And thanks to nations like Poland, Hungary, that are welcoming these people, and then they are being welcomed as immigrants in several other nations. One and of the unique things that, especially in Poland, is that so far, two million uh, persons that have fled from Ukraine um, into Poland, the, the Polish people have taken them in families and individuals into their personal homes. So it, it's not like, you know, they're creating these refugee centers and that sort of thing, but literally private households have absorbed so far two million people. Yeah. I mean, you think about that, taking strangers into your home and sharing basically everything that you have, whether it's little or a lot with them that's a, that's there's something really stunning about that i you know i think that the general mindset of the world has been and in so many places in relation to africa and the middle east where we've seen these mass uh migrations of refugees and stuff they set up refugee camps sometimes that you know end up remaining a refugee camp full of those people for the next 10 or 20 years but in poland they literally took the people into their house, houses. That's awesome. That is something. Now, you had some portraits. I'm, yeah, I, I did. Was very if, interested. If, if we could, we could take a just a moment um, to look at some of the art that has depicted the uh, entry into Jerusalem. Um, and the first one that I have here is one of my favorites. Uh, this is um, uh, uh, in the 1300s. This is a fresco that was commissioned and painted for the Arena Chapel in Padua in early 1300s, I guess actually 1305, 1306. But we in Italy. Uh-huh, in Italy. Um, the artist... Not Paducah, Kentucky. Padua. Padua. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. The artist is Giotto di Bandoni, but one of the th I'm going to point out a couple of things. You see the golden circles around Jesus' head, and then the people behind him, those are his disciples. And that is a nimbus, but it represents the glory or the anointing resting on those. And you can see the crowd looking on, welcoming him. Some of them, the looks are skeptical on some of them, and they don't yet have 
the revelation or the glory um, on there. So there's, there's a distinction that was made. Now, Giada, remember, this is the 1300s, and until the 1500s when Tyndall's Bible, his, Tyndall lost his life with uh, the, the, the determination that every man should be able to have a, a Bible and read it in his own language. But until that time, um, it would have been through art like were the version of movies, if you will, where stories could be told in pictures, um, especially stories of the Bible, because those words weren't wise, widely disseminated to the people. And so yeah, art we, was... We take this for granted, but for centuries, people did not have the copy, their own copy of the yeah. Word of God. Yeah. And so, and then even... A lot of that mainly was in Latin, mm -hmm. and so yeah. you had to learn Latin to be able to share the Word of God. And so frescoes like this one, for instance, would have told the story of the Bible in pictures to the people. So this would have been um, the movies that they had then, and for the illiterate, or like we said, because the Bible wasn't disseminated. And if you see Jesus, he's sitting side saddle. If you notice, if you look at that, he's not riding astride. But this is the way that uh, most of the earliest ones would have depicted Jesus. And in fact, in ancient Israel, that is the way that kings would enter a city or, you know, on the day of their coronation, they would ride in on a donkey's side saddle because it indicates the posture of a king sitting on his throne. And also, immediately, he could step down and uh, do, you know, whatever his intention was. Now, this and, and that thing around their head, the it's Nimbus, important uh -huh. for us uh, that it's, it represents the glory. And a lot of us don't understand. Uh, what is that circle around the head? Or, I mean, for it, a certain angle you see, and it looks like he's wearing a, you know, shiny turban. But it's the glory. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is the a anointing. symbol of, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, this particular artist, Bondoni, was um, known for his realism. And part of the emphasis of that was to testify to the fact that Jesus was a historical man, that he actually came in the flesh. And so um, he painted in, quote, unquote, realism for that reason. Notice, after everything that Pastor Mahesh has been talking about, see the expression on the donkey? The donkey has a very, um, it's almost like his expression is communicating back the peace and the glory and the expectation uh, of this king entering in, or maybe even the look on the donkey's face that he gets to be the one that's ushering in the king of glory. His ears are, are back, which indicates that he's paying attention to the one um, that's riding. And then you see the colt, the little colt down there, um, in, almost in the folds of uh, Jesus. And his hand gesture, that is the traditional sign um, originally from something called the Pantocrator, which is the Lord of the universe. And that's a symbol of the, the hand of God being raised in blessing as, as he's entering in. So um, the next one is uh, uh, 
from Assisi, uh, Entry into Jerusalem by Pietro Lorenzetti, and it's in the lower basilica in San Francesco, and you see a lot of the same things. You see the Lord of the universe with his hand raised in blessing. This one has a bit of a different um, emphasis because you see the pen with the feather. It's speaking of the record, uh, again, of, of the testimony that this is in fact true. Um, the, see the tree in the background with the little man climbing up? Uh, Zacchaeus story, even though um, it's not necessarily in all of the synoptic gospels, but a lot of the artists would put Zacchaeus, the little short guy that, that climbed up in the tree in order to, to see Jesus the day that he came to Zacchaeus town. You can see the olive branches and the garments again um, on the ground as he's, he's entering in. And the robe colors are also significant. And I apologize, um, I'm not remembering exactly the blue, but I do know the blue and the brown in some of the early icons um, indicated the dual nature of Jesus, the brown being the son of man and the blue um, being the son of God, of, of the glory. So that's just a couple of things. This next one is actually... Um, a mosaic, and this one is in Palermo. Um, I don't know who all put it together, but because it's a mosaic, it would have probably been a number of artists, and it dates from 1150. And this one shows very clearly uh, the king, or Jesus sitting in the posture of a king, sitting side saddle again, the Lord of the universe. And one of the unique ones, in addition to the nimbus and many of the other sim symbols we've seen already, is you see um, the white-haired man in, the, in sort of a ghostly costume or a robe over to the side, and he's carrying a squirrel. It's, a, it's Moses. Moses with the old covenant looking to Jesus. And then you see Jesus also has a scroll. And so Jesus with the new covenant is, is uh, coming in with his um, sign of blessing lifted up. So that's, that's, a, that's a cool piece. And then the next one is um, a Russian icon. Let me make sure. Yeah, the next one. This is a Russian icon. Uh, and one of the interesting things about this one is... The um, mountain behind him, um, which is, is something that is significant because it speaks of Jesus being the word that came on Sinai. The red robes represent wisdom uh, in this one, or glory again. And in this one, like in many of the early pieces, Jesus is not looking at the crowd. Where is he looking? He's looking at his disciples, and that's one of the other powerful pieces of symbology and a lot of the art representing or, or depicting the triumphal entry. Instead of looking forward, Jesus is looking at his disciples like you've been talking about. He has need of you, and so he was trusting in their testimony to be able to continue the message of the gospel. You can see in that one, Zacchaeus is in the background. In fact, I think mine is a little wider shot than what you've got there, but in any case. And then um, the next one is um, also a fresco. Um, 
And this one is uh, in the Hermitage of uh, St. Badelius. Um, and that's a facsimile that's actually in the uh, Indianapolis Mu Museum of Art. But you can see again all of the, the same symbology, Jesus sitting in the posture of a king. He's um, coming with his hand raised in blessing, with the anointing on he and on his disciples, the olive branches beneath their feet, and the people laying the branches and the clothes there. And then the last one is back to one of my favorites, the French artist James Tissot. And if you remember, um, previously we looked at a painting by him that uniquely the perspective was not of the crowd looking at Jesus on the cross. It was literally looking through the eyes of Jesus, if you remember that, looking down and all of the faces of the people looking up at Jesus. And so it was, that, that was one of the unique things about his artwork. This one. What century? Uh, he's from the 1886. Um, but his perspective is entirely different from all of the other art of the triumphal entry. And I find that really interesting because in this one, it's like Jesus is coming straight for you. You know, he's, he's, he's coming straight at you. And th that whole dynamic to me is also interesting. Now he has him astride riding what almost looks like a horse. And so in a way, he may have been... Um, sort of speaking through this piece about the coming of the Lord, uh, you know, when he comes as the, the victorious warrior. But uh, the uniqueness of, of his art compared to all the other ones of the triumphal entry is he changed the perspective where instead of like as a side observer, you have the Lord coming straight for you. So, yeah. Amen. So... I'll round things up by that prophetic word from Zechariah 9.9. <clears throat> this is on this Palm Sunday. Jesus is fulfilling that prophecy. I mean, it's not that he's aimed. Okay, I'm going to fulfill this and this and this. But he just, that's part of his life. Yeah. And that he's, these, we look from above and said, yeah, this scripture is fulfilled. That he comes, it says in Zechariah 9.9 today, as we honor and salute the triumphal entry, behold, your king comes to, to you triumphant and victorious. Say triumphant. Triumphant. Victorious. Victorious. So this is, uh, sometimes we focus so much on the, what happens on Good Friday. But I'm glad that they named it Good Friday because this is the process of taking the, all the sins and curses and yeah. pains and sicknesses of the world on himself. Thank you. He's coming humbly. He's coming in peace, riding on a donkey. So it's fulfilled. And this week we are looking forward to the fulfillment of Pesach and of the Lamb. Behold the Lamb of God Amen. who takes away the sins of the whole Thank world. You, this is the week 
that we celebrate and honor. It's happening. It's happening. The glorious Lamb of God is doing this to give us eternal life. Mm. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's just thank him for everything. Amen. If you want to stand up for a moment. Thank you, Lord. And take a moment to thank him. Thank him, not just for the big things, but the little things. Thank you, Lord, for the little things. And of course, your children, all your finances, all of that is wonderful. We thank, But thank you. Thank you today that my car was working. Thank you, Lord. My stove is working. Thank you, Lord. I could wash my clothes. Thank you, Lord. I mean, those are little things that we take for granted, but I want to say to Lord, thank you. All the little things. Thank you for freeing me. I could say I came from a very Hindu-Hindu background. For 900 years, I could trace back my name. And the glory came and untied me from all the shadows of reincarnation and all of that. And thank the Lord for each of you that he came and said, I need you. I want you. I want your children for and a glorious so destiny. At all times in every season, as we choose the Lamb again, leave the door open in expectation for Jesus to come into every scenario, at every time, at yeah. every hour of our lives. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, say, He needs you. Turn to another neighbor, say, Jesus says, I want you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's not Uncle Sam. It's better than Uncle Sam. Though we bless Uncle Sam, but we bless the King of glory. Yeah, amen. Raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. I say, say after me, Lord, I proclaim that the King of glory Come in. Do what you need to do. I am set free to serve you, Lord. Thank you. I declare on behalf of my children, my family, my loved ones, Hosanna in the highest. The Lamb has come. Thank you, Lord. Give him a big clap offering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the blessings of the King of glory rest on you. Passover blessings over you, we declare, and over your family. Hallelujah.